We're talking about Thanksgiving, have been for this entire month, and we're spending time in Colossians chapter 3. So I'm going to encourage you to join me there. Colossians 3, I'm going to read from verse 12 through verse 17. This is part three of the series, Becoming Thankful. Becoming Thankful. And it starts in verse number 12, Colossians 3.12. So, as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another, forgiving each other, whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. Beyond all these things, put on love, which is a perfect bond of unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you, with all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns, spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Lord, we will even start our time of study this morning with thanks before your throne. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege of having your word and knowing your word. The privilege you have given to us is just a magnificent thing when we stop to think about how how great it is that you, the God of the universe, would communicate with us and tell us the things that you would have us be. So we have this moment here, we spend in your word, and we submit ourselves to it, and learn from it, and we pray, Lord, that you might uh, mightily impact our lives, continue to do that wonderful work of changing us to the image of Christ as we learn and as we do what you have told us to do. Help us today, Lord. We desperately need your help as we learn from this book. In Jesus' name, amen. This passage that we've been going through from verse 12 to verse number 17 uh, brings us to verse number 17 today. Three times in the passage we just read in our English Bibles we have the word thanks in one form or another. We've had it in verse number 15, be thankful, the last couple of words. In verse number 16, we're supposed to be singing with thankfulness in our hearts. And in verse number 17, we're to be giving thanks, right? Three times in this short passage. Obviously, it's an emphasis that we must see and we must know. Now, of these three that I bring to you, it's interesting that there's only one instance of those three that is a command. It's the one in verse number 15, where it says, be thankful. The the Greek word that literally is become thankful. Become thankful. It is a little bit different than our concept of just be thankful. It's become thankful. The idea behind it is to assume the appearance and character of thankfulness. That means we look the part. We're we're described as the part of becoming thankful. The way we show our obedience. Uh, to the Word of God is for us to consistently 
and continually show that we know what it is to be thankful. And we want others to see it too. What is important to know here is we do not become thankful like switching on a switch. Thankful at a certain moment. We tend to do that, I think. And maybe it's just me. But Thanksgiving Day comes around, of course. It's exciting. There's a lot to do in a day like that. Uh, Some enjoy the football games. Uh, Some just look forward to the fact that family's there and and, uh, that day is special. Sometimes we, I don't know, some people really enjoy making the meal. All the fixings and all that goes into it. And they enjoy that process as well. But then, at one point, we all... Stop what we're doing and we gather around the table and we find our seats and we sit down and we decide, turn on that thankful switch, right? It's time to be thankful. And we might even go around the room and have everyone express the reason why they're thankful today. We just kind of click on the switch once in a while. I know you've heard that before and I know you, you've seen that too. But since this is my last Sunday to... to uh, speak on this topic before the holiday, before Thanksgiving. Let me say this again. There's much more to becoming thankful than just a moment of being thankful. There's a vast difference between becoming thankful and just being thankful. In this passage we're learning here, we found three other related commands to the words that we are studying. It's to teach us what it means to become thankful. Like, go back to verse number 12, just for a moment. Verse number 12, we're told to put on compassion and kindness. We're to put on, notice this list, humility and gentleness and patience. We're to put on this bearing with one another and forgiving each other. We're to put on love, verse number 14 adds to this. These things we are to put on It's an urgent command. In the paragraph, it's our first one, but it's urgent. It's it's a decisive thing. It means right now, put it on. Put it on. Once and for all, put it on. It's about the strongest way the Greek has of expressing a command, by the way. Do it now. Put it on. I think it's good that we see it that way. Because all these characteristics that I just read to you are the very things that God has done for us, right? He's been compassionate toward us. He's been kind toward us. He has been gentle with us. He has even showed us humility. He came and was born as a man, right? As a baby. Dwelt among us. Died on a cross. You go through the pictures of all that we have known of what our God has done for us and Lord Jesus Christ. How He forgave us and how He loved us. All these things are are what God has done for us in His grace, right? Are you thankful for it? <laughs> Absolutely. This is this is good grace, isn't it? Good grace, and that's really the Greek word for thankful. Anyway, good grace. It's appreciating the grace that you have received, and you go through the list, and it's a wonderful thing. God has given us a great grace, a good grace. And and so we understand it. But we need to do more than just appreciate it. We do more than just look at it and say, hey, that's wonderful. We're to wear it. That's what our first command was. Put it on. 
Put on the characteristics of that very grace you have received. Put it on. That's the first thing we've learned about becoming thankful. Is that we assume the character and the appearance of thankful. That's what God has done for us. So, we appreciate compassion, don't we? Put it on. We appreciate uh, forgiveness, don't we? Put it on. That's what he tells us to do. Just put it on. That's more than just hitting a switch, isn't it? This is the idea. I, I would like to say it this way, perhaps. It's like, put it on and never take it off. The permanent idea. Now, as kids, we couldn't get away with that with our normal clothes. Mom wouldn't let us wear them forever. These clothes you must wear, and you should wear, and continue to wear. Put them on once and for all. That was our first command. And it's a powerful one. But that's really in keeping with what we are designed to be. Keep your finger here. Just go back to Ephesians 2 for a minute. Ephesians 2, verse number 7. I don't know, every time I enter a passage, I say, this has to be one of my favorite sections. And it is. Verse number 7. After he told us in verse 5 that we have been made alive together with Christ, by grace we've been saved. Verse 6, he's raised us up with him, seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Verse 7 says, So that in the ages to come he might show the surpassing riches of his grace and kindness toward us, in Christ Jesus. Now let me explain that verse a little bit for you. Try to picture this. You and I will be an exhibit. An exhibit. We're trophies, if you will. Set up on a display table. It's a display of what God can do. You are an exhibit of the grace of God. That's what God can do. By His grace, He's changed you, hasn't He? You're an exhibit. Now, picture this exhibit existing up in heaven, because someday you will, and you'll be there. And imagine, just for the sake of imagination, that somebody should raise the question before God, what does your grace look like? He's going to point to you. That is a display of my grace. For how long are we to be displays like that? It says, For the ages to come, He might show the surpassing riches of His grace and kindness towards you in Christ Jesus. Isn't that amazing just to think it through? That you are a display of God's grace. And it's going to be that way forever and ever and ever. And if we're going to be wearing His grace up there as that display for all eternity, do you think it's too long to do it just the rest of your life down here? That's what we're called to do, right? Put it on. Wear it. Wear it the rest of your lives. It shows you're becoming thankful. You're becoming thankful because you will put on what He gave you. Second command in verse 15. It's kind of like the first command as well. It starts with the words, oops, got to go back. Chapter Colossians 3, 15. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Let it rule in your hearts. 
we are saved because our Savior, Jesus Christ, made peace between God and us. Romans chapter 5, verse 1. We mentioned this before. He has done everything to join us together in a right relationship. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. This peace that we have, we're thankful for it, right? It's on our list of things to be thankful for. He has given us this new relationship. And this is what the verse tells us to do. Let it keep on ruling in your heart. Let it keep on ruling in your heart. Let it judge, as it does judge. It kind of serves as an umpire at times. But there it is. Let it rule. It guides you in things. Let it rule. Let it keep on ruling in your life. Let it keep ruling in the church. Let it rule in the body of Christ. Let it rule. He says it makes a difference. Because when the peace of Christ rules in your heart, indeed, which you were called in one body, it makes you thankful, right? You become thankful when you appreciate the fact that this is what we're to do. We have received this peace. We continue in this peace. And that's the kind of command it is. Keep on, keep on, keep on, letting it rule. Does it sound like we're turning on and off a switch? Not if it's continuous. Just keep on, keep on, keep on. Ongoing peace, ruling in the heart. In other words, there shouldn't be a time when it's not ruling. If we obey the command, there shouldn't be a time when it's not ruling. It shows that we are becoming thankful. Become thankful. Last week, we added to the last of the commands, uh, verse number 16. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you. Now we take a look on the inside as well as we, we find that the word of God must be dwelling richly within us. Now that too is a continuous thing. I, I tried to make that point last week. It's very necessary that in becoming thankful we spend much time in God's word continually letting it rule or dwell in our hearts. We're not called to occasional contact with the Word of God, are we? Once in a while I pick it up. We are called to a continual relationship with His Word, one in which it's actually indwelling us. We saw that in those verses. Indwelling us fully, constantly influencing us, shaping us, making us what we ought to be. You and I know we need the reminder, don't we? We need the reminder. For as well as we, we read the scripture and spend time in it, how many times do you pick it up and read another passage that say, oh, I should have been doing that too. How many times have you noticed that the Lord reminds us over and over and over again? Have you ever forgotten something that was uh, important for you to do? You ever been in that moment? All of a sudden you realize, I forgot to do that. Thomas and uh, Chrissy aren't here. They're in Texas right now. Their uh, last couple of weeks, their water line broke at their house. And he was hoping to get it done before it got cold in replacing the lines. And it's, it's been a long week for them. Uh, garden hose running from the outlet outside into the house to run the, 
the uh, water heater and all the other things. Just a challenging moment. He took off for Texas the other day, and he's halfway there, I'm sure, because the hours went by. And he calls me on the phone. He says, I forgot to turn off the water. He says, would you run down and just go to the meter and turn off the water? I said, sure. Two hours later, I'm thankful I remembered it. I got busy, too. And all of a sudden, I said, oh, that water. So I went running down there in the dark to find the meter and turn that water. I was glad I did because it was cold. And uh, I didn't want him to come home and see. I created more of a problem than what he started with. But, but that was important. How many times have we forgotten important things? We've just, just busy, I know, we, we get occupied with things. But we feel terrible when we do it, don't we? We feel rotten because we missed out on something we were expected to do or place we needed to be. So I want to ask you a question, because this just reflects what I feel in my own heart. Do you feel bad when you miss out on time in God's Word? Yes? No? Can we go a whole week without even conscious, being conscious of it? Can we even go a whole month without some personal time in God's Word? I hope that's not the case, but here's what the, the point is that God has for us to grasp here. Is he, he wants us in His Word, yes, but He knows us. He commands us to be in His Word. And He commands that His Word be in us, dwelling in us, saturating us. And I guarantee you this, you spend much time in God's Word and it will change you. Because that's what it's for. And that's his whole plan here. Yes, you will be wiser, the word says, uh, with all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another. And that's necessary in the process. But really, what you become is more Christ-like. You become more Christ-like. The more the word is in you, the more you start to reveal what God has for you to be. He knows exactly what he's doing. He does. He changes men from the inside out. And that's what we see. He teaches us over and over and over in His Word that our lives are changed by His Word. It makes us more like what we ought to be. Now, if there was a formula to this, a simple formula, it would be something to this effect. The more you are in the Word, the more the Word is in you. The more you become thankful the more you know why you're thankful. This is all part of the becoming. Becoming thankful. We have to get the information that tells us why we're thankful. We've got to learn from it. That's God's Word. So he says, let it indwell you. Continually indwell you. You see, all these commands are related in this paragraph, aren't they? They're aiming toward thankful people. Becoming thankful. Now, there's one more thing we need to do here. And let's move to verse number 17 and link it up with the rest of the verses. And it says this. Whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks, there it is again, through Him to God the Father. This is where most people start with becoming thankful. At this verse. They start here. They say a word. They do an act. They call it thanksgiving. 
Now, I purposely didn't start with that in our study, and God didn't start with that in this paragraph either, did he? It's the last thing he mentions on the topic. It's the result of all the rest that has gone on. The words and the deeds are the outside things, the results of what has happened within us. That we have become thankful people, so it starts to show in our words and in our deeds, right? That's the nature of this verse. Let me illustrate it for you again in a way that uh, I think we understand. In, then I'll enhance it a little bit. You're invited to join a football team. Right now there's a couple of good ones in Oklahoma that you might want to wear their uniforms. Right? You're invited to join this team. So you go and you, you, you get with the team and they hand you a uniform that matches everyone else's. And uh, you get to wear that. And how do you prove that you belong to the team all of a sudden? You put it on. All right? And then they hand you this wonderful little book. We call it the playbook. And they say, now learn this. And you go and you learn it. You study the rule book. You learn the disciplines of the team. You learn the importance of every play. You learn all the things that the team needs to know together. You have to learn the rules. And then you go out on the field with your uniform, so you match the rest of them in the rule book to know how to do it, and you practice, and you practice, and you practice, and you practice, and you practice. What are you practicing? The very thing you've learned to do with the rest of them that are learning it too, right? You practice it together. So, to the point that you hope that all of these things will become natural for you to do it. Then what? You go and play the game. You go out there on the field. And you do it. Now, that's a very simplified way of putting it all. But, what good is all these things? Wearing the uniform learning the rules, practicing the plays, if you don't ever do anything with it. The same is the picture that we have had in front of us here, but we'll multiply it a hundred times over. You see how logical this is. We put on these things that make us thankful. We let the peace of Christ rule in our hearts, and we become thankful. We spend lots of time in God's Word, dwelling on it, dwelling on it, dwelling on it, and it dwelling in us, and dwelling in us, and dwelling in us, and we become thankful. Then what? Do it. Do it. That's the next verse, verse 17. Do it. Now, that's what we picture when we come out this way. It comes out of us. It must come out of us. Every word... Every deed, do how? Verse 17. How? In the name of the Lord Jesus. Now I want to be real clear as I walk through this verse with you here. Very careful. He says, In everything or whatever you do. Who's he talking to? Somebody else, right? Uh, when he uses the word you, don't you feel it's looking right at you? Eyeball to eyeball, there he is looking right at you. Whatever you do, 
You. You the one who has received the grace from God. You the one that he's been working in your life, ruling in your heart with peace. You're the one that his word has been indwelling. You're the one who has put on all these things. You're the one he's looking at. You. You, in whatever you do, oh, by the way, that whatever is kind of interesting. The Greek word is pos, which means everything. Just in case you're wondering. This isn't just a sample of things you do. Whatever you do, uh, this is everything. It means all. It means everything. If we could stand right here and look at a Greek verse right now, in verse number 7, I'd show you something interesting. It shows up twice in the verse. Almost like God saying, see, I want to get your attention on this point. All of it. Everything. All of it. Everything. Every word. Every deed. All of it. That's not a sample, is it? Whatever. Everything, whatever. What is left out in that? I can't find anything. I've been looking. I said, right, there should be, there's no loopholes here. All you do, all you say. Are there things that you might think in your heart, you say, well, maybe that doesn't count. Maybe that does, that's not what he meant. Maybe he didn't include that. Maybe that shouldn't be influenced by thankfulness. This is not a general statement, by the way. It's, it's not that. It's an all-inclusive statement. I'm not sure I appreciate it like I need to. When I read these words, he says, everything that I may be doing. And he uses the word, this word, uh, every, in, uh, whatever you do in word. Now, that singular means a word, just a word. We're not looking for specific things. We're thinking of any, a word, just a word. Everything you may be doing in a word or in a work. All of it, nothing omitted, should be done in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, is that a tall order? Wow. Try to get your hands around this one. Everything. I I don't know if I really appreciate the magnitude of this. It would change a schedule, wouldn't it? Wow, that, that could change a habit, couldn't it? That could change a relationship, couldn't it? Every word? Now, I know you and I would probably sit here and say, you know, there's been words I wish I could just pull back. Never abuse them. Imagine being governed by this verse. Every word. It's like, whoa. Every deed. I I really wish I were more conscious of it. Day by day and hour by hour. So, as you can see, we're not looking at just a single word, a single deed that corresponds with a turkey and dressing, are we? It's not a once a year flip it on, ten minutes, we've done our thankful thing, and turn it back off. This is a continuous thing, a lifelong thing. We're talking about a life that's so thankful for what Christ has done... It is assumed the character of it. It's assumed the appearance of it. It talks that way. It lives that way. Everything is wrapped around the grace of God and how good it is and how I'm going to show that in my life. That's what he says. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. William Tyndale says that uh, God's grace 
should be exercised in us. Went and saw a doctor this week, and he kind of leaned that way with the questions on exercise. Hmm. What about the issue of grace in your heart? Grace in your life? Do you exercise it? Do you exercise it? You know what? The first couple of weeks of this, it might hurt. You're going to feel things that you've never felt before. You ever do that when you've been exercising physically and you say, I didn't know I had a muscle right there. Thankfulness is something we must become. We become. And it's going to be an exercise of God's grace in our life. It's an outward manifestation of what our heart has been made. Thankful. The verse tells us, and while you're doing this, by the way, while you're doing this, while you are saying what you're saying, while you're doing what you're doing, while you're doing it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, also give thanks all the way through it. You see the last couple of words? Giving thanks. Through Him to God the Father. Now, that is not a thanks you're going to muster up on your own, by the way. If you understand the verse carefully, it says it's through Him that we have this. Through Him, the grace has been given to us. Through Him, it's being worked into us. Through Him, it's now being exhibited in the things we do or say. It's all through Him. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. So when we become thankful, we will be doing thankful things. Right? Becoming thankful leads to being thankful. So let's not put the cart before the horse and just walk into a Thanksgiving setting and all of a sudden say, Okay, let's be thankful. Turn on the switch. Let's become thankful. So that this becomes a natural action in our words and in our acts. Because that's where thanksgiving really begins, doesn't it? It really begins here. A relationship with God who has, through the Lord Jesus Christ, changed your life forever. And I appeal to you today, again, I've done this before, but I want you to know it, and I want you to know it well. The grace of God has made it possible for you and for me to have this kind of relationship with Him. Yes, He knows who we are. He knows, that, he, he knows everything about us. We're sinners by birth, we're sinners by choice. We're condemned because of our sins, and we're guilty in His eyes. But Romans 5.8 says, But God commended His love toward us. He demonstrated it. in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Are you thankful for that? Even while we were yet sinners, He died for us. You see, it's just not a nice verse to quote. It's a verse to claim. It's to claim. Have you? Do you know Jesus Christ is your Savior? you realize that God has sought you out? That He sent His own Son to die in your stead? He died for you. Desires that you would take the gift of salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. The results are more than just being released from the penalty of sin and from the prospect of eternity in the lake of fire. God begins a life in you. And that's what we've been studying. God begins a life in you. He changes you, and He will change you day by day 
by day until you conform to the image of his son. That's the process you're in right now. That's why I shouldn't even have to cross this as a command. (laughs) I need it as a command, and maybe we all need it as a command. But it should be something our hearts want to do. Because of all that Jesus has done for us, and the fact that we're going to be like him. We should want to spend time with him. We should want to be taught in his word. We should want to be changed from the inside out. We should want to be kind and compassionate and forgiving, just like he has showered it upon us. We should want that. We appreciate His peace, and God will give you peace through Jesus Christ if you receive Him. He gives you a song to sing, as it says, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. He will make your words mean something. He'll make your actions mean something. This life has purpose. The purpose is to know God, to live for Him. He's called us to that. Is that where you are today? In that relationship with Him. Receive Jesus Christ and the, God, and the salvation God gives. I want you to do that if you've never received Him before. I plead with you to do that, but I know the Lord pleads with you even more. What better thing can you represent Thanksgiving with than receiving a gift from Him? That's becoming a thankful person. And should you be one who's already said, yes, I've received that gift. I know Christ is my Savior. Then becoming thankful is what you ought to do. It's what you ought to become. This isn't some little optional concept in God's book. You know that, don't you? So let's get at it. Let's become thankful people. Let's show it in our lives. In every word, in every deed, In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks while we're doing it. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word. You sure do challenge us, Lord. And we need the challenge. We like to sit back and understand one more time what you're doing in our lives. And we're so thankful that you're active. You're working in our midst. You're working in our lives. And we want to be submissive to that work. We want to participate in it and not fight against it. We want to see Jesus Christ and his image reflected in us. In every way, especially in the area of being thankful. So help us to become thankful people, I pray, Lord. Challenge us thoroughly with this concept that we may understand it and that we might do it for your honor and for your glory. We're wearing the name of Jesus, Lord. Remind us of that as we go on day by day, minute by minute, word by word, deed by deed. And Lord, you know everyone in this room, if there might be somebody among us who have never received Christ as Savior, impress upon their hearts even right now their need for Him. Draw them to yourself, Lord, and do that great miracle that only you can do. Save them. And give them this wonderful relationship we've been talking about for several days. I pray, Lord, that you might bless us in the way that uh, we reflect Jesus. And show it to all around us. In Jesus' name, amen.